Hi, this is Alana Oliver, and you are listening to Family on the Rock, a podcast exploring marriage, parenting, and theology through the lens of Christ our Rock. I'm here with my husband, Justin. Join us today as we seek to honor God with our discussion. Hey, Justy. Hey, Lanny. So, it's Tuesday today, right? Tuesday. Right, Tuesday, the odd day of the week where... You know, yesterday was Monday, so it kind of sucks, but Friday's still pretty far. But tomorrow, everything changes. It's Wednesday. We're almost, you know, we're almost at the next weekend, so. I believe they call that hump day. They do. They do call it hump day. Getting over that hump. Yep. All right. So, what did we do last weekend? We went to the Ontario Christian Homeschool Conference. In Hamilton, and we really enjoyed ourselves. I mean, we got to get away from the older kids, which was nice. We brought the baby with us, but. It's a one-on-one time with the little one. Actually, it was really fun just to have one baby for a while. It was weird, but it was nice. She seemed to really enjoy herself. Well, she found her voice because her brothers (laughs) weren't there to speak for her. So she got a little loud, but yeah, we liked it. And it actually reminded me that having one kid can and is just as hard as having three kids. It can be. Certainly can be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have two to one, like two parents to one kid, which is great. But I mean, there's still, I mean, there's still so much demand. So it really bought, brought me back to that realization that one kid is still a ton of work. Well, and when there's that small, they don't listen, obviously. So when you have older kids, at least they listen. That's true. You can like send them to time out and you can manage their behavior. But with a baby, when she needs something, she needs it now. So she's adorable. And we had a great time. Love you. So yeah, we love you, Hanny. Um, so we had a really good time at the homeschool conference and we learned a lot. And the past few days we've been processing. Yeah. And just as promised, we said that uh, after we had returned from the homeschool conference, we would come out with a podcast dealing as to why we have chosen to homeschool, at least for now. Yeah, so we want to give you guys a little bit of information on that. Um, not because you probably particularly care. Um, I mean, if you're your friends or our family, you probably do. Um, and, but you probably heard this before. But we just want to summarize it. Not only do we want to let... Um, you have like a resource for people who are interested in like why a family might homeschool, but we also want to have this on record for our children. So when we go through with this at the end of the day, we want them to know what our thought process was behind it because we have put a lot of thought into it. Have we not? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think that, I mean, I can't say because I wasn't put through the homeschool system, but you know, I'm sure that there are homeschool kids who think, why wouldn't you just put me through the public school system? Why would you do that? And this is basically our podcast to our children as to saying, this is why we did it. Well, I think you could just as well say that there are kids that went through the public school system that said, parents, why didn't you homeschool me? And actually, yeah, we'll get into that. (laughs) I think Justin and I, like we love our parents. They did the best with what they had for us, but we both feel like we would have really benefited Mm -hmm. from a homeschool education. So this is what we want to give our kids. And we really hope that they will be blessed by it. Um, we feel like it's the direction that God is calling us in for now. We are not arrogant enough to think that this is going to be for sure what we do. We yeah. know things can change, right? Absolutely. And we're also not ones to say that this is the absolute be all and end all. It's black and white. You have to homeschool uh, if you are a Christian. Yeah. Um, and that is something we ran into a bit this weekend, but well, we don't necessarily agree with that. Um, well, I would just say like, I don't think they said you aren't a Christian no, no, if no, you no, can't no, homeschool. That. no, no. That's a little extreme, but I definitely was getting the impression that they 
firmly believe that if you don't homeschool, maybe something's wrong with you if you're a Christian. Yes. But I, I just totally disagree with that because I think that the Lord has a conviction for each person and each person will not have the same conviction. And we talked about that in our Mommy Wars episode. And you know what? An interesting thing to think is um, they, they stress a lot about how standardization doesn't work for everybody. Well, it's, how can we put a standardization on homeschooling? Uh, not every kid's the same. Some kids might benefit from a public school system while others may benefit from a homeschool system. Right. So we believe that and we don't judge, look down on anybody not who chooses all. differently from us because we honestly can only say that we're taking this homeschool thing year to year. However, yes. let's get one thing straight too. On the other side of the coin, we also believe that if you believe what the scriptures say to be true, you know, when a student is grown, they will be like their teacher, all those different Bible verses that people use to support homeschooling. You kind of do have to realize that I think if you are to educate your children in the most biblical sense possible, probably homeschooling is that. Do you not agree? Yeah, I would 100% agree. Yeah. So I think that if we're trying to to be exactly according to the Bible, um, probably homeschooling is best. You know, Deuteronomy talks about talk, talk about God when to your children when you lie down when you're walking on the street like it doesn't say that but like when you're going to bed like it says all these different things and how can you do that if you're not with your kids all the time so I get that but I also think that we live in a fallen world and sometimes what might be uh quote-unquote best is not always going to going to unfold in our life the way that we think it should so that's our disclaimer yep. we love uh you guys who have chosen differently than us and yep. you know this is just something that we're we're feeling convicted. Yeah, exactly. This uh, is our conviction this for is our, conviction. our own children at this time. Yeah. So let's get right into it. Why? So what's our reason to homeschool? Well, I think that since you are the the main homeschool teacher, I think that that's probably a question for you to answer primarily, and then I can jump in where I see fit. Okay. So I think that we have chosen to homeschool because we are looking at the bigger picture right now. Um, obviously, I like I said already, God's word. Um, clearly lays out that, you know, the best spiritual instruction for a child will come from the parents. So Justin and I have looked at the big picture, the grand scheme of things, and we've thought to ourselves, what is the number one thing we want for our children? What do we want Roman, Hannah, Isaiah, what do we want them to grow up and, and be? What would be the best case scenario? And that is to be disciples of Christ. And we feel like the best way we can achieve our goal of having our children love the Lord is through homeschool. Now, this does not guarantee anything. We do not yep. think that homeschooling will save our children. Yes, we true. understand in God's sovereignty is completely at play here. God has his elect from the beginning of time he has yep. chosen them. But I just feel like I want to stand before God on judgment day and say, mm -hmm. Lord, I did everything I could with the tools that you gave that's me. Right. That's right? right? So yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. You know, obviously the Lord has chosen whom he has chosen, and there's nothing that we can do that would negate that or promote that. But what we want to do is we want to stand before our God and our Father on our on our judgment day and and say, it's true, I we did the best we could, and we want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I, you know, I gave you little, and I will now give you much. This is exactly what we want to stand before God with. Yeah, so I think that that is our number one thing. So... Just to summarize, we're looking at the big picture. We're saying, what do we want for our kids first and foremost? Well, we want them to love the Lord, and we feel like homeschooling will provide the best opportunities for them to learn to love the Lord and learn yeah. what the Bible says about life. Yeah, and I think that, just like you touched on earlier uh, in Deuteronomy, when, when we're talking about 
bringing the word to our children day in, day out, when we lie down, when we wake up, what best, what, why not better, there is no better way to do that than homeschooling because you're with your kids all day. You can literally take any subject that you're teaching and bring the gospel with it. That's a really good point. And I think that that is like, that is key. And that is the privilege that homeschool parents have. Um, I think that also I'm going to be a stay at home mom, like Lord willing, unless something drastic happens in our lives, the plan is that I will be staying at home. Right. So if I have that privilege to stay at home, then I feel like it's an amazing opportunity for me to just be there with my kids. And that brings us to our (laughs) criticism one of homeschool, which is people who say, Oh my gosh, do you really want to be around your kids all the time? Exhausting. What are you thinking? And like, let's be real. Like that's truly valid. Like I get it. Like our kids are exhausting. And do I want to be around them all the time? Actually, yeah, because I, I'm just like that. Like I just, the thought of sending my kids to school actually breaks my heart, which yeah, shows me, I mean, everyone loves their kids, but for me being around my kids is not a burden, if that makes sense. And to some people that's cool. I mean, you need a break and I mean, I still need a break, but the way our lifestyle is set up, it allowed like, look at us right now, right? We've just had a nice quiet dinner, just the two of us. Mm, you know, I get that time to defuse at the end of the day, whereas somebody else might not. And I have a lot of friends who don't get that opportunity and they're still rock star homeschoolers, right? Absolutely. So once again, um, the question is, do you really want to be around your kids all day? And one podcast that I listened to said something really wise. She said, people have to remember that the kids you get back from a long day of school, the ones that you have to force to sit down and do the homework, the ones that are tired because they didn't get to nap or they woke up early are not the same kids that we produce in homeschooling. Homeschool kids have the flexibility to go uh, to wake up whenever they want, you know, with, within reason, right? Like we're not letting them sleep till noon, but I mean, if they want to sleep until nine, so what? We'll start the day at nine, right? There's no rush. Um, during the day school actually for most homeschoolers only takes a couple hours. And even if it doesn't, a lot of that is filled with, um, independent play in their own home, good home cooked meals, um, being, um, very active, um, field trips, like just like that they can actually not feel rushed in. It's just a different laid back lifestyle. So the kids that you send to school and get home at the end of the day, the grouchy kids are not the same kind of kids that homeschooling generally produces. I mean, although I do have a grouchy kid, like who's pretty much grouchy all the time. So I get that that's just like also a personality thing, but I think it's also a lifestyle thing. Yeah, and, and the other thing I like about that is, you know, sometimes, you know, you may not start till nine, like she said, but, and maybe that'll take you to later. But the, the best part that I like, at least especially for me, is that when dad gets home, he gets to be a part of it too. Yeah, and I think that that's the thing. Like, if you, like, we just, you can tailor your life yeah. around your kids' yeah, strengths. So if your kid is an, a horrible individual in the morning, <laughs> like just not wanting to do anything, Those grouchy bear like syndrome, Come on. honestly, um, probably a lot of kids. Um, <laughs> but like if your kids like that, then do homeschool in the afternoon, get your kids at your best, at their best, right? And get yourself at your best. If you are not a morning person, wait to homeschool till the afternoon. If you're a prime, if you are prime and ready to go in the morning, like myself, then do everything in the morning, like yep. rock on. That's amazing. Oh, but that also just brings into play the whole, you tailor your child's education by just their life, basically. Right. So this is another huge thing that Justin and I learned was um, interest, interest-based interest learning. Yeah. And that kind of bleeds us into our next question as to why homeschooling works. Yeah. So interest-based learning is basically a really big pro of homeschooling. You can... Um, 
teach your children in a way that is going to hone in on the things that they really like. Yeah. Um, and I think that this is key. So if your child, like, okay, so a nice analogy is, you know, Roman and Isaiah, if you know anything about them, you know how different they are. Isaiah is intellectual. He learns through books. He learns through reading. Yeah. Um, he's super intellectual he's that way. Bookworm. He's a little bookworm. Roman is very like vocal, but he's also very tactile. His fine motor skills are fantastic. He's a hockey player. He loves that kind of stuff. If you send Roman and Isaiah to school together, they are so different. How can one totally. teacher with 30 kids hone in on the child's strengths yep. and teach according to them? They just can't. It's and not possible. And that's not even two kids. That's like 30 kids. In my graduating class, I think we had, I think it was close to 35. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And so it's just unfair to expect a teacher who is just doing the best they can because teachers are fantastic, most of them. Um you know, it's to expect them to be able to tailor the learning to each child. But in homeschool, you can do that. Yeah. And, a, and a, just an interesting statistic that one of the breakout sessions brought uh, brought to point was that it, just for the physical qualities alone between each child, uh, the, the chances of a child, two children being physically the same is 10 to the power of 2017. That's 2017 zeros. That's just for physical qualities. This is not talking about just our brain qualities. Every kid is so different. How can you possibly teach them all the same thing and they all get the same benefit? Right. So like kids are so different. They learn in different ways. We know all this. It's been told to us a hundred times, but then we expect our kids to go off to, you know, standardized learning in an institution and we wonder why some of them seem to be failing when they excel in other areas. It's simply because they aren't being taught in a way that is honing in on what they're good at and the way that they learn. So it's a huge pro to be able to have, you know, and I granted some people homeschool like 10 kids, not usually at a time though. From the more people I talk to, the more I realize like if you have 10 kids, you're homeschooling like maybe four or five at the most, but even still a mom or a dad who's homeschooling can still really, really um, tailor the learning to the child. Yeah, and I would say that much like our own kids, my sister and myself are also very different. My sister was very, she did well with books, with looking at a book from understanding from a book. Uh, I was very much in the sense that I was very a tactile learner, just like Roman. So like I would have benefited a lot from just tactile learning. I mean, even when I'm in a new job now, when I want to learn something, I sit down at the computer, I, I do the typing and I get people to teach me that way. That's just how I learn. Right. And I'm much the same way, which is amazing that we have Isaiah, who is like literally a sponge. He like watches a TV show about letters and the next day he knows every single letter in the alphabet plus their sounds. Like that's just how Isaiah learns. He reads, he observes. And so when I'm going to like, as I homeschool these two different boys, um, it's going to be my goal to do so in a way that is going to be able to exemplify their strengths and also exemplify their interests because you know homeschool is not just about following a curriculum like we did buy a curriculum at the homeschool conference and it's probably one of the most traditional curriculums you would get um it's got reading writing and arithmetic um and that's generally the core of every school program and as for my sciences and my geographies like i'm just going to go off what their Mm -hmm. lead is like if they become really interested in you know, we're going to Germany in August. If they're very interested in Germany, 
That's going to be what we study yeah. in geography. That's going to be what we study in social studies. Mm-hmm. That's going to be our science. You know, we'll do stuff, of um, statistics about Germany. Like yeah. we'll just become immersed in what we like and what they like. Yeah. And I know that they'll pick it up more. I know I would yeah. have. And we chose this more traditional, uh, we chose this more traditional curriculum based on our children's strengths. We know that our kids are great at phonics. So we decided let's go for a phonics based curriculum. And that really worked. And then going, when we're talking about, say, a science class, the other day I, I got my kids and I took them to an anthill. And I said, look, this is what ants do. They build houses. And I kind of went through all that. And we saw an ant carry a spider, a dead spider. I said, look, ants are actually, they're able to lift like 10 times their weight. And this was science class. And that's what kids learn in in school. They learn about ants. They yeah. learn about biology. Like those, those things are important. But... I know that my kids will learn that better from their dad on a sunny Sunday afternoon, you know, when they're relaxed and enjoying themselves. And they're still talking about that ant hill, oh, yeah. but they'll learn that better than they will sitting in front of a whiteboard or whatever uh-huh. they use now, you know, a, a smart board, just watching what a video on it or just yeah. seeing, you know, hearing a teacher talk about it. Like that is tactile yeah. learning that both my kids will benefit from. And the interesting thing is three days later, tonight I took them outside. Isaiah goes over and says, look, daddy, I found another spider and he's or an ant and he's carrying a spider and then Roman said they're going to they're looking for food to bring to the queen they remembered these things they they soaked it up and I think this is a great segue into our next point which is you know a lot of criticism of homeschool is you know you're not a teacher though so who who do you think you are to be teaching these kids when you haven't gone to teacher's college Um, so for me, I just think, and if you ask any teacher, I think if they're honest, a lot of teachers and teachers college is hard and I admire people who go through it. Um, but I would just say that like, I think a lot of teachers college, and this was confirmed by one of my best friends who went through teachers college, that a lot of it is just classroom management. Like you learn to manage kids. And so that's awesome. But you also do that as a parent and not that there's not something special about teachers college because rock on it's amazing. It's hard work. But, um, I think that if you are, if you have a good knowledge of the English language, if you know how to read and write and do basic math, you can homeschool and you don't need teacher's college to do that. Now I do have a degree um, and I do teach kids English online, but I don't feel like that makes me any more qualified to homeschool than somebody who doesn't have those things at all. I do not think, I honestly don't think that. And also curriculums, we, we have such good resources. Yes. Like, think about all the online resources. We had the option um, of doing a video-based program where our kids watch a video. You know, a teacher would teach them through video. But we just thought, you know, I would just as rather teach them out of the curriculum book. So that's what we're going to do. But if you felt, in like, inequipped to do that, there are literally videos that you can use. It's amazing. It's amazing what they have now. Online, DVDs, everything. You literally, I would say you literally can't fail. I think unless you just don't do it, yeah, yeah, you probably can't fail. If you, if you have the drive to get it done, then like you will succeed. I'm sure with, with a lot of prayer behind you. Yeah. And even if you don't want to do it, you could still plop them in front of a DVD. Yeah. It's amazing. The options. So I would say before you say, I'm not a teacher, I can't do that. You definitely need to give yourself a little more credit. Um, how are we doing on time? Well, I think we should just make this a good old two parter. I think so. We still have a little bit of discussion to have, guys, so we hope that you will talk to us on our Facebook page, give us some feedback, and we'll see you again next time for part two of this episode. See you guys later. Thanks so much.
We thank you for listening to Family on the Rock podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or feel free to visit us on our Facebook page at Family on the Rock. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Thank you.